Hello. Hello. Okay, so it doesn't go out the whole time we're BSing around. <laughs> I know. The and then the minute we like decide <laughs> to actually record. It's like, nah, fam. No, it's because Chris is up here doing his thing. Chris, get I'm, out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bring out all the internet. I'll take it down forever. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't you dare. <laughs> we have work to do. <laughs> so salty about it. Um, okay. So I just said the whole thing and then I realized you were frozen. So just react super excited. <laughs> okay. <sounds good. laughs> Basically this barber does special services for kids with special needs, like down syndrome and stuff. And he like makes it a great experience and everybody's joyous and happy. Okay. I'm acting and I'm, I'm taking this role very seriously. Ready? Ready? Ready. ready. I'm ready. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I yeah. think that's a wonderful thing. It is do. a wonderful thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten. And we are Mediocre, Mediocre Content. Coming Woo-hoo. at you. Second episode in March. It is Yikes. flying by. <laughs> It is. <laughs> I feel like I can't keep track of time. And time was a mess this morning because it sprung forward, not oh, to my geez. knowledge. <laughs> Truly the worst. We need to fix that. Well, I mean, they said they were going to. to. <laughs> I know, but they haven't. I, as far as I know, they haven't officially passed no. it yet. And I'm like, y'all need to get on that. So I'm yeah. over it. I'm done. The news I heard was that they attempted to, but couldn't come to a decision. And I was like, that's about right. <laughs> it is not that controversial. Come no. on, everybody. No, I agree. Also, it's though, like, it's like the metric system. Everyone else does it. You just need to get on why board. Can't we? I know it was kind of nice at the same time to wake up quite leisurely. Like, I mean, listener, full disclosure, we talk hours before we actually record and just goof we about. Do. So technically, I have said this, but I would also like to say that um, the best that part your- yes it's tyler again he needs me to tell him we are recording (laughs) tyler we're so busy right now we're trying to try to tell the people about my morning (laughs) so important Mm. (laughs) but i had the best morning i woke up fed the cats stayed in bed until like eight o'clock where the sun hit my face through my blinds and then i questioned why is the sun hitting me in the face it doesn't usually do this at eight o'clock and that's when i realized time had sprung forward (laughs) For those of you who don't get up until like 10 on the weekends, Kirsten is a morning person, as am I. I am also a morning person. Oh, my God. We are morning people. Morning people. And the thing is, I would be less of a morning person if the sun didn't, you know, bounce directly in my eye hole every morning. Fair. Also but fair. I, but once it gets light outside, I just can't sleep anymore. I just like toss around, honestly. Yeah. My brain just automatically is like, yep, it's time. Exactly. That's that's definitely me. <laughs> so first first and foremost, let me just say that I had to take my cats to the vet this morning mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with them. They are wonderful. They are thriving. They are living their best life. Mm-hmm. And I they just needed to get one vaccine because we're going on a cruise next week mm-hmm. and we need like they need to be we need to put them in like a kennel 
to be able to like leave and they will be taken care of and blah, blah, blah. And it's very nice. They It has like a little patio area where the cats can have like outdoor playtime. And, you know, it seems like a pretty reputable place and they just need a vaccination that they don't currently have because they're indoor cats and it's not a big deal. So they had their checkup like two weeks ago and everything was fine. And they were like, do you want this feline leukemia vaccine? Because they're indoor cats and they don't necessarily really need it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, then we won't get it. We'll skip it today. Fine. Whatever. I don't want to cause them any more trauma than there already is. Cause like they hate going to the vet, whatever. And so I find out that they need this vaccine from the kennel place and I'm like, great. So I'll just schedule another little visit. So, and that was for today. We get there and there's like three other people in the lobby, two other cats, two other dogs. And then I overhear that one dog, like the vet is going into surgery because one dog needs like emergency surgery or something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm fine to wait if that's what needs to happen. Like I'm mentally preparing myself for that. Mm -hmm. So we're like 15 minutes in already. And the lady finally calls me up so that I can check them in. And we go through the check-in process. She's like, is this the only vaccine they need? Do they need anything else? And I was like, no, this is it. They're up to date on all their other shots. Like everything else is good. We're just, you know, quickly in and out, whatever. She's like, great. Um, we'll wait for a vet tech to come out and they'll grab them and then we'll call you when it's done. And I'm like, great. Sounds good. Hmm. And the vet tech comes out and she's like, um, so we don't have the feline leukemia vaccine in and we may not have it for like the next week. And I'm like, well, she's like, we might get a shipment on Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, so can I schedule an appointment for Wednesday? And just in case you guys get it in. And she's like, yeah, is the morning fine? And I'm like, fuck no, the morning's not fine. The morning's not fine, but it's, it's okay because Chris has finals this week. So his schedule is a little different. So like we can work it out if we need to work it out. It's fine. Sure. And so we make the second appointment and I'm like so upset because Uh not only have we like traumatized our cats, dragging them into the vet, they've had to like watch all these dogs and like other animals that they don't know, like walk by (laughs) and they, and then we like went for no reason. And the other thing is that they call, they like, they texted me twice this week. They called me yesterday just to confirm the appointment. Like as if I wasn't going to show up. And I'm like, but then when I actually show up to my appointed time, y'all don't have the vaccine that I need. And it's not like they didn't know what you were coming in for. Right. And I put it as a special little note on the little appointment when you make it online. I'm like, they're coming in for this specific vaccine. That is such a waste of time and super frustrating. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean... He seems fine. (laughs) They're fine. They are fine. Like everyone in the audience, they're fine. They're wonderful. They're having a lovely afternoon. They're snoozing and, you know, doing what they normally do. And it's fine. It's, but the warning was rough, you know, and every time the carriers come out, you know, I try to take them out a couple days in advance, but everyone's on edge. You know, it's a whole thing. Uh (sighs) There was a lot of meowing happening in the car. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Do yours howl like Lynx does? Because Cougar and Puma, they'll just cry and be like real sad. No, Lynx goes, ow, ow. <laughs> it's so dramatic. They do not do that, thank God. Highly recommend um, the experience. <laughs> Salem, Salem is like, once you get him in the car, he's like totally quiet. Oh, wow. He's like... He's just looking around like, oh, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> Can somebody please fill me in on what's happening? And then Jinx, depending on the day, mm-hmm. today he was kind of caught off guard. <laughs> and this was not his intent for the morning. So he was doing his little meow, meow, <laughs> every like few me. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, it's okay, Jinx. And like, while we're in the waiting room, he's like, <laughs> it's fine cougar's just hissing at everyone <laughs> and, then, and then salem is literally just like chilling in uh-huh. his carrier like oh this is fun we're going on an adventure why are you freaking out bro <laughs> yeah no exactly mm, love that so i don't know that was, that was like super frustrating and oh, like yes. i don't know and now we're not even thinking we're thinking of not even boarding them at all and just getting like someone from rover to come and just like which do. is probably what we should have done anyway They'll probably um, have like a much more relaxed time in their own space. Yeah. The cats are very trained. Um, they require food at exactly 630 in the morning every day because that's when I get up to like get ready for work. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. when Tyler gets up. I mean, sometimes he'll get up at like 5, 530, but that's still around the time they eat. So if you're not on the dot, they are at the door. <laughs> Fair. Yes. And that's right. why we have an automatic feeder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> no, we do not have that. <laughs> we should have one though. You that should. Nice. I mean, honestly, like Cougar would get off your butt. Like all, <laughs> she would just be not, so happy. It's not even Cougar. It is Lynx shuffling under the door with his giant feet <laughs> and they don't fit under the door. So they just bang against the door frame. <laughs> Can I tell you that Jinx? So we have those closets that um, have like sliding doors instead mm-hmm. of ones that have like a door handle that open, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jinx has now figured out that if he wiggles his little paw in between the door jam oh and gosh. the sliding door that he can make an opening big enough to where he can climb in the closet, the closet. <laughs> and like disappear <laughs> for hours at a time. And he does this at three in the morning. Oh, my three in the so, morning. Yes. And so I'm oh. like sleeping and he's like, that is that like in between the thing. And I'm like, what is happening? Is somebody in here? Like, what's going on? I turn over. Jinx is like, mom, mom, are you awake? Can you open this closet for me, please? I appear to be trapped. Oh, my goodness. Uh yeah the cat situation in the morning is just aggressive it's aggressive <laughs> this is why we're morning people we're not yeah. let's not kid ourselves <laughs> this is why we're morning people the best time to start the day is when you have the cats at the door or you've already fed them and you have my cat who's just like like hacking in the hallway oh <laughs> uh, yes yeah Every- and then yeah <laughs> Yeah. My my garbage disposal links who will go over and try to eat it. It's just like oh, a problem. That's gross. It's Salem problem. does that too. Ugh, if people so people if you have dogs and you Ugh. think that they're gross, cats are just as gross. Just Don't, as gross. You know, mm. if you want something not gross, 
I, I can't help you. Get a, don't get a get rock. A pet. A pet rock. <laughs> I was going to say, don't get a pet. Then. <laughs> get a pet rock. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that's technically not the good news today. <laughs> my like no. my morning is not the good news. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it was good. Um. She had a great morning. I had a I terrible did. morning. But we're better uh, now. We're better now. We're better yeah. now. It's yeah. good. And that's why. So I'm just saying, if you have, if you've had a bad morning, don't feel like you're the, like we're over here having like an influencer worthy morning. Cause Oh no, no, no. It's not, it's very abnormal for me to be this cheery. (laughs) I'll take it. Um, all right. So disclaimers. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll get on that right now. Um, so today we're talking about our Lord and savior, Tina Fey. And (laughs) (laughs) if, um, <laughs> if I love you, it. We are not experts on her. No. I like to consider myself a fan, but I, I that doesn't make me an expert. Those are two um, different things, Blair. <laughs> it is. It is. It's different. I mean, if you ask a, a direction or fan girl, that may not be very different. But true. <laughs> that was a different podcast. I digress. I, I digress. <laughs> anyway, um, so if you have come here to get any kind of advice. If you have come here to, you know, fact check us, I mean, please do because we need it. Um, but um, if you come here to learn, we love that. Welcome. Yes. Um, yes. But please don't hold us accountable for everything because we don't know a lot of things. Yeah. For anything. For anything. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. Anyway, so now we'll, we'll move on to the good news now. Okay. So. Our first piece of good news is going to come from Ohio in a barber shop, which is so fun. Uh, there is a gentleman that works there named Vernon Jackson, and he is known around that area that he works in for taking in some very unique um, clients uh, and giving them a once in a lifetime personalized experience at the barber shop. Nice. Um. These special this is cl- not Sweeney Todd, right? Oh not- heck, no, no, that would be horrifying. That, that's oh, a no. once in a lifetime experience. No, yeah, once and done. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's it. No, anyway, this is sorry. very different. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, what Jackson does is he specializes in receiving appointments for children with special needs, or I'm assuming potentially adults with special needs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically he just makes this whole experience that for most parents, it sounds like is just excruciating for both parties. It usually ends in an upset, usually ends in a poor association dynamic with the, you know, the barbershop. He turns that into something beautiful and positive for both the parent and the kid. So for example, he has this one seven-year-old Ellison Eubanks. He has Down syndrome and his mom, Julie, uh, typically would send him to a normal salon. And unfortunately they would have a pretty rocky experience from start to finish that would, for the most part, leave them both in tears and quite sad. Uh, however, after taking Ellison to Jackson. Um, Jackson takes his time. They play a lot of games to associate a positive relationship with getting their haircut while also being cognizant of overstimulation uh, and just makes the overall experience for Ellison and kids like Ellison a positive one. Uh, both 
his mom and Ellison, of which severely appreciate, um, just given the dynamic that some of these diseases can kind of create for these kiddos and their parents. Oh my gosh, that's so great. I think that's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. Yes. And of course, the parents are significantly less stressed because their kiddos are significantly less stressed. And it just makes everybody's experience super positive where otherwise, at least for this mom, Julie and her son, Ellison, it had been a very arduous task previously. So like Jackson is like doing great work out here in Ohio for these kiddos. So love that for them. That's perfect. Wonderful. Um, we do move states for the next bit of good news though. Uh, now we're in Tennessee. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually heard this through TikTok before I saw the good news pop up and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Um, so basically there is a high school student, Sergio Peralta, and he was born with a non fully formed hand. Um, been dealing with this his whole life, of course. Um, you know, uh, but at that age, it can be difficult because I mean, outside of just not having a fully formed hand, there's a lot of like dexterity things you can't do or sports that you can't do. And if all of your friends are doing all of these cool things, of course you would naturally want to be part of those things. Yes. So, um, he was speaking with one of the engineering teachers that they have there at his high school in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And the engineering teacher was like, um, I have some really amazing students that might be able to assist you because one of the dreams that Sergio had was to be able to catch just something as simple, catch a baseball in his hand. Nice. Right. Very simple, but very difficult. Obviously, if you don't have a prosthetic or something that can withstand something of that nature right sure so these engineering high schoolers got to work and literally built him through online models and 3d printers a fully functioning prosthetic that allowed him to carry out catching his very first baseball love that amazing truly and truly amazing and you know it's just something that simple is so beautiful in stories like these because you take something as simple as catching a baseball and you make it reality for a kid who just wants to feel normal and feel like they're, you know, doing exciting things and high school, like high school is so like important <laughs> in that way. So yeah, it's amazing that these kids just came together and just like, nah, nah, we got you. Like say less. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So yeah, I feel like this, this week's good news was all around kids. So I love that. <laughs> That's very nice. Yeah, Yeah. that's cute. (laughs) It's always good when we can help out the tiny humans. Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, the topic today though is not about kids. (laughs) Segway gold, as as per usual. As per usual, this week's topic is not child related. (laughs) No. Um. So today we're talking our another um. Mm-hmm. important woman in mm-hmm. at least my life. I'm sure <laughs> Kirsten likes her too. I don't know. Do. But um, for our Women's History Month series, um, we're doing Tina Fey this, so fun. this week. And um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on her life and like her career. And then we're going to kind of go on from there. So her real name is Elizabeth Stamatine. 
Damatina Faye, and her mom is Greek. Her dad is, I believe, actually, I don't know. Her mom is Greek, though. I know that oh, because okay. my mom is Greek, too. And <laughs> just everybody knows the yes. Greek relation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tina comes from her middle name, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, fun fact her character in 30 Rock, her name is Elizabeth. And so, so yeah, I think she kind of took that from like her mm-hmm. name. Um, she graduated from the University of Virginia in 1992 oh, um, yeah. after studying drama. Yep. Hmm. Um, after graduating, she moved to Chicago and started training at Second City, which is like an impo- improv acting group. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really prominent members of SNL and a lot of really good comedians have come out of that mm-hmm. uh, improv acting school sort of better segue Um, than mine (laughs) yeah um and so moving on she um became a writer at snl in 1997 and two years later she was the first woman to ever be head writer at snl wow um and then in 2000 she made her on-screen debut on snl as the weekend update co-anchor with jimmy fallon um she would go on to be uh do weekend update with her best friend amy poehler as well (laughs) um so and and in 2004 so she's like doing snl living her best life in 2004 she just casually writes mean girls (laughs) the whole thing (laughs) just for fun and (laughs) she also played the iconic mrs norberry Mm -hmm. in mean girls it's so cute truly the best and Mm -hmm. This movie. So first of all, it took me a, entirely too long to realize that Tina Fey had anything to do with Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And Mean Girls to me made like as watching it as like a teenager at the time. Mm-hmm. It made me feel so seen because oh. no one I I had a lot of issues with like girls bullying me in high school Mm -hmm. like middle school and high school right and so I and nobody in Hollywood at the time that I know of was like writing about this like Mm -hmm. nobody Mm -hmm. there were no movies coming out there was like you know confessions of a teenage drama queen and like a Cinderella and like a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff but nobody was addressing the girl on girl crime that was happening in middle school and high school and so i really this movie captured that i felt sure. i felt seen yeah. i felt seen I in agree. my in who i was yeah because mm-hmm. it's not really i mean it is about the it is about aaron samuels it is about the boy sure but it's like also not about the exactly. boy exactly yeah it's about and- the micro aggressions and the <laughs> passive aggressive crap that like all women have to deal with at some point in school it's very true it's very true I was thinking of the um, teenage drama queen one though. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. Like, I was thinking about Lindsay Lohan, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess," but she was just like just a rebel. <laughs> she was just like yeah. doing whatever. Which it's is- a little bit different. It's yeah. a little different. And yeah. I, I again, solid movie. Love that movie, but not so the much. same vibe. It's not. Yeah, it's not the same vibe. Great. Um, so also watch that movie for iconic early two thousands fashion <laughs> that should not exist but does. Ooh, that's um. True. So in 2006, she left SNL and started and started a comedy like she wrote a show for NBC Mm -hmm. called 30 Rock, which is basically a spoof 
on, well, it wasn't a spoof. It was like her experience at SNL as the head writer. So like 30 Rock is about her being a head writer for a variety show. That's cute. Um, And so she basically, and the the show is iconic for many reasons. There's, Mm -hmm. it's a great cast, but also, um, well, it was the first time a movie actor, Alec Baldwin, like Mm -hmm. made his way to TV. And oh. TV started becoming like a really big deal. Um, aside, like there was always Friends and like you know right. Seinfeld and stuff, but this is this it was like a level up for TV, right, right, right. you know. And so Thirty Rock. The other thing is, a lot of comedians I have noticed in my research have said that 30 rock is iconic because the quality and quantity of jokes per episode <laughs> is like unmatched. It is, it's not just like a punch or a setup and a punchline. It's right. like wordplay and like a bunch of other stuff happening. It's, it's very like, you can watch it multiple times and mm-hmm. find like a bunch of different things going on. That's and awesome. you can't say that about a lot of sitcoms, right? That's very true. Yeah. So 30 Rock had a seven season run on NBC, won consecutive Emmys for outstanding comedy series from 2007 to 2009. Wow. It beat out The Office, too, which is very Holy controversial. Cow. It's yeah. controversial. Um, also, she was writing, producing and acting as the main character in the show. Which is just like next level aggressive. Right. And <laughs> and she was, as we'll see in a few minutes, she was also doing like other major blockbuster movies at the time. <laughs> just again, on the side, just, just casual time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So that was 2006 in 2008. She returned to SNL briefly to play the iconic role of Sarah Palin in the 2008 election coverage that SNL you know they play up all the elections and everything so and she did a great job she won an Emmy as her role for Sarah Palin mm-hmm. yep. yeah 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 and 2010 she received the Kennedy Center's Mark Twain prize for American humor so that cute. also yeah that also had a lot to do with her writing as well as mm-hmm. her role as Sarah Palin mm-hmm. um in 2011, she wrote her memoir, memoir, Bossy Pants, which I have read. It's a lovely read. Very funny. And when I went on vacation with your family in, I think we were in Myrtle Beach. Oh my gosh. I was reading, read? <laughs> I was reading this book and I was like, this book is so funny. You're like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, oh, this book, it's just so funny. I love it so much. And you were like, yeah, whatever, Blair. Like, eh. <laughs> I probably, honestly, I probably didn't even register who Tina Fey was. Cause honestly, I don't think I started like getting into SNL until like way after it was like airing regularly and like, yeah had multiple seasons of content <laughs> first of all snl has been on since the 70s exactly so. well because well but i mean <laughs> the thing is i didn't <sighs> it wasn't on your radar right was... like it wasn't something that i was i didn't watch a lot of that kind of stuff honestly but i do I, enjoy it i definitely started watching it more when they started putting it on youtube like the clips exactly and stuff. exactly yeah. yes that's also um, what got me and we don't even watch it on Saturday night anymore. We just watch Mm-mm. it on Peacock the day after. Whatever works, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's just a fun little tid- tidbit. Um, I have no yeah. recollection of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
let's see. So I put some of her movies on here mm. in and the years in which they were released. So we're just going to go through and rapid fire some of these real quick. So <laughs> this is not an exhaustive list. She has been in more movies than this, but these are the ones that I think are the most like important. Mm. So um, Mean Girls was 2004, obviously. Mm. Baby Mama, 2008 with Amy Poehler. Date mm. Night, 2010 with Stephen Car- Steve Carell, not Stephen Carell, Steve Carell. Mm. It was also blowing up at the time for his role as Michael Scott in The Office. It's literally amazing. Um, the Invention of Lying, 2009. I haven't seen that one. I don't know what that Me is. Me neither. Um, Megamind. She was a voice in one of the animated movie Megamind. I never watched that. In 2010. Yeah. I never watched that either. Yeah. Um, Admission, 2013. Don't know what that is. <laughs> Sisters, 2015. Again with Amy Poehler. That's a good movie. It's super funny. Um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot in 2016, also a good movie. It's a little bit more serious for like what we know and love Tina Fey for, mm. but it's, it's a, it's quality. It's a really good movie. It just shows um, her versatility to be honest. Yeah. True. True. And then Wine Country in 2019 and also with Amy Poehler Go and figure. <laughs> a, a variety of other, um, SNL alum that she still keeps in touch with and like has been friends with since the very beginning of her career, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she was the voice of the main character in soul as well. I don't, I need to watch that. That's on my list of things to watch. I haven't, I haven't yet though. It's good. It's a very underrated Pixar film for Mm. sure. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. So some tidbits here in 2013, 30 rock ended. Um, and then 2015 through 2019, Tina co-wrote with Robert Carlock, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's a, um, it's a Netflix, a ne- um, okay. a Netflix original and it's really funny. I think it's really good. Um, it was it. really, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. It was like I huge haven't. when it came out, but it was, it, obviously it was a long time ago. Hmm. Um, but it's, you've seen The Office, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Aaron from Office who takes yes. over for Pam, right? Yes. So she's starring in Unbreakable oh, Kimmy Schmidt as okay. Kimmy. And like the premise of the show is um, her and her sister wives are in a cult And they like break out of the cult and she like lives in New York city and like tries to have, you know, have a career and a regular life after being in a cult and trapped underground for like X amount of years or whatever. That's insane. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) That was not what I was expecting when you were about to explain this (laughs) storyline. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. wild. Um, but then she like meets all of these really weird characters and just like yeah. runs around New York, becomes like a nanny for one of the rich people on the Upper West Side. Because what else would you do? You know, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. So anyway, um, in addition to all of that, believe it or not, she co-hosted the Golden Globes with Amy Poehler in 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2021. Wow, what was the gap? Other, I mean, 2016 through 2019. Just, I have no idea. You know, um, <laughs> I well, and I can I all can I tell you when I said 2021, I almost was like, and last year, but that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> no, I I think think we're a couple ahead of that one. <laughs> yeah. 
just so you know, I have no concept of time. It's fine. Um, I didn't either this morning. <laughs> and you can find all of those performances on YouTube. So and fun. they're so funny. I bet they are. My like one of the most iconic jokes. I forget what year it's from. Mm-hmm. But like so George Clooney that year was getting a humanitarian award. Mm-hmm. And so they're like introducing you know, they're, they're doing the opening monologue, you know, mm-hmm. where they like talk about all the different shows and like, who's getting what awards and like things like that. Right. And, um, G- George Clooney had just gotten married to his wife, I think pretty recently. Okay. And they were saying how she's a human rights activist and mm-hmm. she's like working for peace in Iran and like all of these really impressive, like yeah. accomplishments for like the greater good. And so they're like listing all these things off and the punchline Tina's like, so her husband is getting (laughs) the lifetime achievement award. And it was just so like on the nose. It was beautiful. Perfect. And so accurate. I mean, yeah. uh, Wonderful. George Clooney. That's great. Whatever. Yeah. But also (laughs) it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, let's see. Finally, after mm-hmm. all that, 2017, mm-hmm. she wrote Mean Girls the Musical, which I have oh. not seen. Me neither. Or heard any of the music from, but apparently it's pretty good. Huh. Um, her husband, Jeff Richmond, who is a really great like composer, um, wrote the music for it. And it just went off Broadway last year. I believe. Mm, And so now they're touring North America. So cool. And they're making a Mean Girls musical movie to be released. Oh my goodness. That just, honestly though, that just shows how iconic the movie is. It's just solidified. Yeah. It just Mm -hmm. solidifies exactly what everybody's thinking. (laughs) Yeah. No, we could totally do a whole episode just on Mean Girls Mm -hmm. because it is a cult classic for sure and like so relevant to so many people exactly yep which is great i think so so yeah that's that's like all i have for the first half i know that went really quick (laughs) but like i mean she has a lot of accomplishments so i just wasn't sure like what you know what we were gonna get into but um i like it yeah, so that's that's the that. brief overview of our Lord and Savior Tina Fey. <laughs> um, I guess we'll get into. I think you have some like accomplishments or something else that you're talking about in the second half. Is that true? So the second half, I was gonna kind of go over just like how I wanted to have like a general, a more general discussion mm-hmm. on like how she has um an an advocate for like gender equality and stuff yeah. like that. That's awesome. That's I was hoping you were going to talk about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll just give them a break then. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We'll see you guys on the other half of the break. Do you hate a quiet house? Are you tired of listening to the office in the background while doing the dishes? Then you need mediocre content. Listen to us giggle and rant about meaningless topics in the comfort of your own home. Put us on in the background while cleaning your house, cooking, or even vacuuming. We promise you won't miss anything important. And you can always listen again. Choose mediocre content for your background noise. 
I was like waiting for the recording to start. And you were like, let's go. And, and then there was, was like silence. three <laughs> seconds of silence. Professional. <laughs> gotcha. I was I like, are, are we on? Are uh, we good? Uh, hello. <laughs> so in the second half, like I said, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how Tina Fey has like played a really big role in gender equality, especially in like her field in like mm. the um, acting and comedy space. Mm-hmm. Um but we can talk about it as like a broader issue as well. Um, but just some information here. Um, like I kind of touched on in the first half, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and their like the women in their mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. year of SNL. Right. Um, including like Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch, like those people have all like stayed in touch and they nice. all like, they're all very open about how they have, like they all talk and they all like try to like include each other in their projects. And, you know, they're a really tight knit group of women. And I mm-hmm. think that that support and the other thing too is, and this might be wrong, but I rem- I feel like that, that group of women on SNL was like the first time that there was more, like a very significant amount of women mm-hmm. in the writer's room and right. on SNL as, as cast members. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge difference. Like they did a skit during their time called mom jeans. <laughs> and it was like a commercial for mom jeans or something oh. like that. And it was so great. And like, you know, that a man did not <laughs> like, maybe they co-wrote it, but like, it was very like women centered. Right. Which is great. Yeah. So there's always been this culture of support of women in comedy, especially like with Tina Fey. It always just kind of comes with the territory. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, In an interview during the Sisters Press in 2015 with Amy Poehler, um, Faye said every single interview has asked, isn't this amazing time? Isn't this an amazing time for women in comedy? And people really wanted us to be openly grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. We were like, no, it's a terrible time for women in comedy. <laughs> if you were to really look at it, the boys are still getting more money for a lot of garbage. Roll. <laughs> All the ladies wow. are hustling and doing amazing work for less. I love that. You know what, though? This is the thing. I think also during that time, and even some today a little bit, it was uh at least projected that women couldn't come together in these instances and they were always catty and like always at odds with each other and just could not make these well-rounded stable relationships with each other Mm -hmm. and I feel like it was always a play in that kind of space or you know in yeah a lot of popular media at the time but then you see this group of women who are both individually and together very successful and very mm-hmm. prominent in their industry and they're like no we're not gonna thank you we deserve to be here and we should be on a level playing field exactly <laughs> yeah and they like even in this article it went on to further say mm-hmm. that the media constantly like tries to pit yeah. women against each other it's especially true. women in comedy like and women in the um like arts space in right. general mm-hmm. i think um so it's really refreshing and nice to like have this conversation of no we deserve to be here and we absolutely you know make 
better content than the men and they're still getting paid more than <laughs> us. Yeah. And she's not wrong. I mean, no. I think that there are a lot of like really, and I don't know, maybe I don't relate to the content because I'm not a dude, but like, I feel like sisters, I feel like mean girls. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of really funny movies out there targeted yes. towards women or ha- who have women as the lead roles mm-hmm. and they totally get overlooked just because, you know, men like people don't, people won't go and see a movie with two females as like right. the lead. What was that one? Um, it was, it's not like new, new, but it was fairly recent. And you just made me think about it. It's the one with um Sandra Bullock and, is it like heat or something? Gosh, I always, I feel terrible. I always forget this other comedian's name. (laughs) She's also in the comedian field, but I think it's, um, is it Melissa McCarthy? Maybe. I don't know. I think the movie is called the heat or something. It is the heat. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh yes, it is. Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) I just looked it up. I had to be sure. But yeah, but then I think about that because I remember when the, like we were searching, it was like a random night that we were searching for something to watch. And by we, I mean me and Tyler and it was totally overlooked. He's just like, nah, I don't want to see that. But then if you were to see like, (laughs) you know, another movie, like the Hulk or Marvel or something like that. You're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I was always thinking like, Oh, I don't know. Like why, why not? Like it's two hilarious, beautiful women. (laughs) Right. Yucking it up on the screen. And I really liked the movie. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. There's like, like that. it's outrageous. It's outrageous. outrageous. And I think it's getting better. Um, Cause I mean, bridesmaids did super well. And that was like an exclusively female cast. And then, um, what else? It was Bridesmaids. I was going to say something else. What was the other one? Confessions of a Shopaholic was also one of my favorite. That That also had a female lead dealing with shopping addiction, which I thought was fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But there's tons of them. You know, there's tons of female led movies that are highly underrated, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. So that being said, um, this is like a major theme in Tina Fey's body of work. So like even as Liz Lemon on 30 Rock, she's (laughs) constantly like trying to prove that like, A, women can be funny Mm -hmm. because some people still think that we can't for whatever reason. And arguably we're more funny because we go through more crap. True. Um, (laughs) and, And like, so you know, in her body of work in Mean Girls, mm-hmm. in a variety of different areas, in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you mm-hmm. know, in 30 Rock, she's constantly portraying women as like people who get stuff done. Right. 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 And so I just thought this would be a very lovely thing to talk about during Women's History Month. Yeah. And, you know, I think we like talking about supporting women, especially in any field, not necessarily just in like movies or TV Mm -hmm, or whatever. mm -hmm. It's really important. Um, And I wrote on here, the goal is like the end of mean girls where everyone 
everything is great and everyone gets along. <laughs> it's true, though. I think one of the things that I notice in media is a lot of not all of it, especially in the younger years, like everybody experiences difficulties as a female with other females in middle school and high school because you're developing you're picking your friend groups and it's a very difficult time regardless of what gender you are or identify as right totally however I have noticed that as an adult there's still a lot of um media out there that makes the girl on girl drama significantly more heightened than I think it is. And you'll also see a lot of women coming on and being like, this doesn't exist. Like the majority yeah. of women are just trying to do what they need to do to live and thrive. And everyone else just kind of makes it seems like we need to be enemies with each other or always have a problem with each other. And that's Absolutely. just not how it actually happens at all. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, there are people who are inherently have mm -hmm. a flair for the drama and for that's sure. fine. Yeah. But like, I, I don't think people, I think it's the paid, we're letting the patriarchy win if we're letting them like pit us against each other, which is stupid. Right. And again, in my line of view, that's all just like uh, created drama yeah that doesn't artificial. exist right it's literally just made up and everybody I feel like everybody falls for it and they're like oh yeah like women just don't get along it's like no you just made that up <laughs> so speaking of women that don't get along or suspected women that don't get along mm -hmm. have you seen this like Selena Haley Bieber oh situation? my god <laughs> I feel like people just make it up now talk, talk about uh... artificial drama I mean Jesus Christ like half of me was like, okay, some of those things might be a little suspicious. Okay, fine. Sure. But yeah. also in the grand scheme of things, who cares? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, Selena is just doing her dangest to hold on and be positive and uplifting and, and live also her life. And live her life, which is currently just inundated with medical things and you know I'm so glad that she's had the strength to continue to thrive in these conditions <laughs> but like we just don't need and then the 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 cake for me was like you have these two players right they originally had Selena and Haley and then they're bringing in you know Kylie into this and Justin into and I'm like y'all need to chill <laughs> right. because you're bringing in all these different elements and just trying to piece together a puzzle that doesn't exist. <laughs> I know. I know. And I really feel like it's so funny because like I've seen these TikToks of mm -hmm. them being like, so on this day, yes. Haley had a spinach artichoke juice or something like yeah. that. And then two days later, Selena also had a spinach artichoke <sighs> juice or like whatever bullshit it is. You know, it's like yes. such garbage, I, you well, know. And then I was thinking there's two instances recently where I have enjoyed the aftermath of something of this nature, just the pure unbothered nature of a queen living her life that is selena yes. and that yes. is michaela <laughs> yes oh we're about to talk about last year oh my god i think it's so dumb that it has a name at all because it literally <laughs> doesn't even matter my whole thought process on that was okay wait a minute i need to back up 
for context listener <laughs> Michaela is a TikToker who does makeup and she is this beautiful person she's getting married soon I'm so excited she's wonderful. for her she's wonderful she we just got her, her shoes anyway okay she's beautiful we love her the thing about it is I don't even remember was this like a month ago two months ago probably time is an enigma so at some point um she did a paid sponsorship for this mascara that i guess got reformulated because it was already on the market if i remember Mm -hmm. correctly and allegedly she put fake eyelashes on at the end of the video and everyone lost their minds as if Jeffree Star, Manny MUA, Laura Lee Los Angeles, and Jaclyn Hill don't exist. Okay. These people lost it. And I'm over here like, whether she did or not, it's less than $10 for this mascara. You're going to buy it or you're not. Like, it's just a mascara. And this queen took her reprieve for the weekend and then came back with zero zip for these people and just did her beautiful Valentine's Day makeup. And I was thriving. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is woman power at its finest, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, because first of all, people were like, oh, it's false advertising. Okay. So great. If you feel like it's false advertising, don't Don't buy buy it. Sarah. First of all. And second of all, like just because just because she did disclaim that it was an ad. There was markings on the TikTok that it was an ad. Mm -hmm. So therefore, people are like, oh, well, she didn't do a good enough job. Well, too bad. You weren't paying attention. That's not my problem. And she's still getting paid either way. And the more you watch it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That thing had like 45 million views. Do you know how much money she probably made? And that's why an unbothered queen is one that we love. And I'm also over here, like, realistically, if you look at the statistics for all the ads that do go out from people who are not influencers and it's just the company itself, what, you yeah. think they don't use hair extensions for hair care Absolutely. videos? You Absolutely. You think they don't use hair oil for shine? You think they don't use extensions for lashes? Like, this is a technique that is just accepted wide range that whether she did or didn't, is always used by brands yeah. <laughs> because they're trying to heighten your potential experience with the product so that you'll buy it. Correct. <laughs> and you just literally, oh, I just love it. And then Selena all advertising back, is a it. lie anyway. It so is. Whatever. It's all made up and none of it matters. It's just like whose line is yeah. it anyway? Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly up. right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh. No, I love. So Selena, yes. Michaela, yes. Tina Fey, yes. Like we're here for it. (laughs) Yeah. We support women who support other women. Correct. And we support women who are unbothered queens. Unbothered queens. They're just out here doing the work. She literally, oh, Selena was so lovely. After all that drama, she did a get ready with me that morning and like just set herself up for like a beautiful mental success day. And we love that. (laughs) We love that. So anyway. Yeah, that was (laughs) kind of, it kind of got derailed, but that's okay. It's okay. It's still women. Okay. It's, It's women's history month. We can do whatever we want. That's right. Cause we're, oh, women. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it was good. I, I like Tina Fey and I love the different programs that she's been part of. I love 
the movies that she's been part of. And she's just a really genuine, funny person. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's a genius comedy writer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I will forever watch whatever she puts out just Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. she, you know, she's boss. Yeah. She knows what's up. And her counterpart, Amy, like also Uh, love, (laughs) can't get uh, enough of her either. We love Amy. We should have done one on her too. We should, you know what? This know. should have been a tandem run. We should, we should have. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> We're always together right. anyway. A double feature, Dang as it. they say. We'll do it yeah. later. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, um, I could dedicate a whole episode just to Parks and Rec. Uh, I mean, oh my god, I love that show. So good. I just re I rewatched it twice in a row, <laughs> and I just finished with the, the second time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Anything Leslie else Nope. For this one. Um. I don't think so. I, I I'm okay. going to keep it short and sweet. I think, yeah, I think people fair. get what we're trying to say and mm-hmm. uh, they get that I'm a fan of Tina Fey and that's all I really <laughs> wanted to come across for today. That's it. Uh, well, if no, this, you are an awesome Tina Fey fan um, or if you'd like to contribute to our unbothered queen commentary, <laughs> which I yes. think also deserves a clap. Um, it does. Send us any comments, questions, or topic suggestions to mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet, Mediocre Squawks, or connect with us over on Instagram at Mediocre Content Podcast. Um, we really appreciate it. We've seen a few people, uh, I've seen a few people on our socials following us, and I'm just so Yay. excited. Yeah, I saw a couple of new people on there. So, welcome to the Mediocre Content Podcast. I hope we've disappointed you thus far. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to being mediocre. Yes. It's nice to have you. It is so groovy over here. Um, other than that, we'll see you next week for another awesome women's episode. Yes, we shall. See you next week. Bye. Cheers.